You're listening to Bible Prophecy Daily, a weekday podcast where Bible prophecy matters and matters greatly. Hey, Marquis Laughlin here, and today I'm going to talk about Judas and the end times. I'm going to take a um, a look at the character of Judas. Uh, of course, he was one of the disciples. Obviously, we know him because he betrayed Jesus uh, the, for the infamous uh, handful of um, shekels, golden shekels, uh, 30 pieces of silver, supposedly, uh, that he um, was given by the Pharisees to uh, betray Jesus. And, of course, he wound up in the garden leading a, a little small battalion of, uh, of soldiers and the chief priest and the Pharisees uh, with some torches and lanterns and weapons to uh, turn Jesus over, hand Jesus over. Uh, and that was all predicted in Bible prophecy. That was predicted back in um, in the book of Micah in chapter 7. And, of course, it's also predicted in the Psalms. There are a couple of different Psalms we're going to look at today. But what we're going to focus on is kind of the unusual. Because what I'd love to do, my background is a little different than probably most of the people that you hear on the um Bible Prophecy Daily Podcast. Uh, I am an actor by trade. I've been performing the scriptures for 25 years live, going to churches and conferences and colleges, doing that full time for a long time now. And so I uh, have memorized several books of the Bible, and I, I just am a story detective kind of by nature. That's what you have to be if you're you're an actor or a, a, a storyteller, even a, a, a writer or a... Um, a writer of music. You you are a story detective. You have to figure out the plot, what's going on, so you know how to play your instrument or your part really well and it, that everything fits together. So that's kind of how I look at the Bible. I look at it as one story and I search all of the scriptures to try to come to some conclusions uh, of what uh, God has done and what he says he's going to do. So we're going to look at the betrayal of Judas and kind of see how this fits into the big picture of things. Now, in John chapter 13, verses 16 through 20, we read, Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. Now, Jesus is talking to his disciples, uh, and this is the, the last supper in the upper room, and he has just washed their feet. And what he goes on to say is he says, I'm not speaking to all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but the scripture will be fulfilled. He who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. See, Jesus is telling them about his betrayal. And he goes on in verse 19 to say, I'm telling you this now before it takes place so that when it does take place, you may believe that I am he. Now that's pretty heavy. Uh, he is quoting from um, a, a psalm. Uh, Psalm 41 verses 9 and 10 reads, Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. Pretty heavy. Uh, and then uh, Psalm uh, 49, 41, 9 uh, and 10, the, the 10th verse reads, But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay them. Now remember that. Hold on right there. And what we're going to do is talk about... Um, 
why the reasons why Jesus had to be betrayed. Obviously, we read in Hebrews that he is a um, as our high priest, he's been tested in all things. And um, John, what we just read in John was that, hey, the same things that are happening to me are happening to you. Well, I think that is a that's a huge reason why Jesus had to be betrayed by someone close to him, because it's a picture of the ultimate betrayal of believers, something believers are going to have to go through. Now, this has been historic, but it's going to culminate uh, in Jesus's words about the end times. Jesus speaks of a time uh, when believers are going to be ultimately betrayed. The worst time to be a believer uh, in the history of the world are in the last days. And Jesus says one of the one of the challenges of those times will be that believers will experience a huge amount of um, betrayal. Matthew chapter 10 uh, verse 34 says, Jesus says, do not think that I've come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those of his own household. Pretty heavy. And then he goes on to say in verse 37, Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life, will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. Well, those are sobering words we really don't want to hear as believers. We have to lose our life for Jesus' sake. We we have to love him more than our, our father or mother or our son or daughter. That's what he is saying. That's what he is saying it's ultimately going to come down to. And I believe that he's talking about um, uh, believers, the ultimate context of believers in the end times. Uh, and here is, uh, let me read Micah. Uh, this is a, these are fascinating series of verses, but this is what Jesus is referring back to when he's saying these words. Micah chapter 7, verses 1 through 20. Micah says, Woe is me, for I have become as when the summer fruit has been gathered, as when the grapes have been gleaned. There is no cluster to eat. You notice how it's the end? He's, he's focusing on the end. The summer fruit has been gathered. Grapes have been gleaned. Summer is over. There's no cluster to eat. The fruit is gone, basically. There's no first ripe fig that my soul desires. The godly has perished from the earth, and there is no one upright among mankind. That's pretty heavy. That's the context. Micah is telling us this. This is happening during uh, a time of great persecution because the godly have been killed on the earth. It, It goes on to say, they all lie in wait for blood and each hunts the other with a net. You see the betrayal in there? He says, their hands are on what is evil to do it well. The prince and the judge ask for a bribe. It's a government thing. And the great man utters the evil desire of his soul. The great man, a reference to the Antichrist, interesting, utters the evil desires of his soul. Remember, he's going to be given a mouth to utter proud words and blasphemies. Thus, they weave it together. So the Antichrist weaving together with the judge and the princes, the other leaders, they weave it together. The best of them is like a briar, the most upright of them, a thorn hedge. 
The day of your watchman, of your punishment, has come. Now, that's a very interesting phrase because it directly refers to the last days. These are the days that everyone's been warned about will come. The day of your watchman. This is what we've been warning you about, of your punishment, has come. Now their confusion is at hand. Now, here's what it says in verse 5. It says, put no trust in a neighbor, have no confidence in a friend. Guard the doors of your mouth for from her who lies in your arms, your wife. Pretty heavy. For the son treats the father with contempt. The daughter rises up against her mother. The daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies are the men of his own house. But as for me, I will look to the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Now that is that is fascinating. That's what Jesus is quoting from. He's looking at uh, Micah, knowing the scriptures because he is the scriptures that testify about him. And he's saying, hey, I've got to be betrayed too, just like my followers are going to be betrayed. Hey, you're following me. You're going to get what I'm getting. Here's a taste of it. It's it's the ultimate betrayal that we're going to sense as believers uh, under the persecution of Antichrist. Pretty solid uh, stuff. Uh, Revelation chapter 13 this is the period when that happens. You, you know, you're familiar with this chapter. It says, And the beast, or the Antichrist, was given a mouth uttering haughty and blasphemous words, and it was allowed to exercise authority for three and a half years. It opened its mouth to utter blasphemes against God, blaspheming his name and his dwelling, that, those, that is, those who live in heaven. Also, it was allowed to make war on the saints and to conquer them. And authority was given over it, to every tribe and people and language and nation, all who dwell on earth will worship it. Everyone whose name has not been written before the foundation of the world in the book of life of the Lamb who was slain. In other words, everyone who is a non-believer, whose names have not been written down in Jesus' book of life from the creation of the world, they will all follow the beast. Now, here's what it says. If anyone has an ear, let him hear. If anyone is to be taken into captivity, into captivity he goes. If anyone is to be slain with a sword, with a sword he must be slain. Here is a call for the endurance and faith of the saints. Now, I know some people who uh, believe we'll be gone through this uh, look at that call for patience and endurance to the saints directly in the context of the persecution of the Antichrist. Well, That's problematic for a lot of people, but I believe that the church is going to have to exist and be there. It's talking about the saints. It's asking anybody who is listening, if you have an ear, you may have to go to prison, you may have to lose your life, which mirrors exactly what Jesus told us about the end times. So it's fascinating. We look at Judas, we think, hey, most people think, hey, it's Judas, one of his disciples. I'll never betray him. Um, And then we find out how easy it is. I mean, I know that's what Peter thought. He said, I'll never betray you, Lord. And But what did what did uh, the Lord say? Hey, this very night, you're going to deny that you own me, so that you even know me. And Peter did deny him three times, just as predicted. Um, so whether you're Judas or whether you're Peter, the cautionary tale here is that there is some... Uh, there's some level of betrayal built into the suffering of saints, 
by the Antichrist and just prior to Jesus' return. It's a picture of what's going to happen to us as we suffer. Uh, we, we fill up the sufferings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have the privilege of suffering as he did. And one of the ways we're going to suffer uh, that he tells us about ahead of time is because of betrayal. And remember, the, the it, it tell, talks about eating, our ability to eat or not eat. We can't buy or sell. We're going to be hungry and not be able to buy or sell because we don't take the mark. And it's going to be people we had dinner with. Maybe they were part of our Bible study that are going to turn us in for a price, just like Judas turned people in. And remember, there's coming a time when people are going to do these things to us thinking they're doing God a favor. They're going to be thinking they're doing the right thing. Truth will be thrown to the ground. What a sobering message. Um, and as believers, obviously, we need to brace ourselves for that level of betrayal, knowing it's going to happen. But Jesus has warned us ahead of time. He's told us, and I've just shown you, and um, uh, there are two more scripture references I could have read, um, really three more, a couple in the in the, the Gospels, and, and uh, could have read the other psalm that uh, this description of this time is in. Um, the Psalms really contain some great prayers and some great examples of some end times scenes that are in the book of Revelation. Um, as you're reading the Psalm, that's kind of my homework for you today, read a Psalm a day and uh, uh, look for uh, things that point to uh, the tribulation period, the, the, uh, the second coming of Christ. Uh, we have Psalms that talk about his first coming in vivid detail. I think that that's kind of one of the amazing things when you read through the Gospels. You realize how many times they're quoting Psalms that they didn't know were actual predictions of what the Messiah was going to do. And now that he's done it, or is doing it, or they were in the story where it actually happened, they can go back and quote that Psalm for us. So I think there's so much in the Psalms that um, that is going to be so much more applicable uh, for the church, particularly in the time of Jacob's trouble. It's really going to um, be a great tool for us. So I always tell people, uh, if you want to start memorizing scripture, start memorizing the Psalms. There's, there's great, there are some great prayers that you will want to have down uh, when things get more difficult. You want to be able to cry out to God just like that and know that he's hearing you perfectly. So that's my prayer for you. Hey, thank you for listening again. Uh, you, you guys are a blessing. I hear from many of you. Um, my ministry is called Acts of the Word. You can go to actsoftheword.com and find out more information on what I'm doing and where I'm going to be presenting the, the scriptures. Um, I am about to go to Springdale, Arkansas uh, uh, this weekend. And then over the next month or two, I think I'll be down in Orlando uh, doing revelation and, um, some things in, in Columbus, Ohio and Mississippi, um, several things on the schedule for this, the second half of this year. But thank you for following this podcast and continue to listen every day and continue to share these, these messages with your friends and get them tied in because we're trying to keep each other awake as we all look forward to the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Maranatha. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Bible Prophecy Daily. We hope you learned something valuable today. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast so you never miss an episode. 